If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to Journey. So today we're coming to you live from our studios in Kokomi on DTT because we're free to on DSTV channel 421 and Go TV channel 125. We are a home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Coming up this afternoon, Office of the National Chief Imam welcomes proposal by the Seventh-day Adventist Church for a change in the December 7th day for general elections, which falls on Saturday the Sabbath, a day dedicated to the worship of God according to the teachings of the church. More as Islamic faith in Ghana raises concern, voting on significant religious days could potentially affect practicing Muslims in the future. Also this afternoon... You cannot sacrifice the prayer in order that you go and cast your vote. Um, because for us, it's a law uh, in Islam. Momo fraud persists with many people losing their money to cyber fraudsters even after linking their SIM cards to the Ghana card, a measure touted to fight the menace. How do we win this war? We'll hear from experts. An economist predicts tough time for whoever wins the 2024 elections. More from the experts who want a sustainable fiscal policy to tighten the system. We're also live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Xspaces via Join News on TV. My personal handle is at the Nana Aisha. Please do stay for details. Many thanks for choosing us. The Office of the National Chief Imam has welcomed a proposal by the Seventh-day Adventist Church for a review of the December 7th date for the general elections. The SDA says many of their church members could be disenfranchised because the election date coincides with Saturday, the Sabbath, dedicated to the worship of God. Additionally, the church is making calls for legislations that will ensure that no election in Ghana henceforth will take place on a day of religion. Religious Significance, Director for Public Affairs and Religious Liberty for the Czech, Dr. Solis Asafo tells my colleague, Blessed Sogan, that aside a petition to the Electoral Commission, the National Chief Imam has also been engaged on the matter. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. These words of the Holy Bible for any Christian must be and should be kept sacred. But for the Seventh-day Adventist Church Ghana, their faith is about being tested like never before. Similar to 1996, the presidential and parliamentary elections this year falls on Saturday. 
December 7. According to the teachings of the church, it will be Sabbath, a day fully dedicated to the worship of God. At the Southern Ghana Union Conference here in Accra, I met Dr. Solis Asafo, Director of Public Affairs and Religious Liberty. She explains to me how the democratic gains of the country will be derailed if provisions are not made to cater for members of this church. Voting is a civic responsibility. Honoring the Sabbath is a godly responsibility. That's how we see it. Um, as enshrined in the Ten Commandments, he says six days to do all your work but you have to rest on the Sabbath day. And you know uh, sometimes people don't understand but in that commandment it says that the Sabbath day is the Sabbath of thy Lord. If it were mine I would decide on what to do with it. But it's God's and he says on this day don't do this or do this. So that's where the conflict comes up. And that's why we think that uh, if there's anything that can be done to change the date it will help our members. And now we know that you've sent your petition to the Electoral Commission detailing your concerns and what it is, the challenges you have about uh, December 7th and the need to either move the date to November or try and get a, a date that will not be a Saturday. Have you taken any other step to raise your concerns to the state and to put across your demands? In June 2021, we actually had an appearance with the President of the Republic and placed before him our concerns. We followed that up subsequently by writing to the Electoral Commission in February last year, indicating or making a proposal for a change. What we were proposing was not for a definite a date change, but we were proposing a day so we proposed in our submission to the EC the first uh, Tuesday or a Tuesday in November or December. Announcing their position on the matter, spokesperson of the National Chief Imam says the Muslim community welcomes the suggestion of the SDA Church. Has also been pointing out peculiar challenges Muslims may face if elections were held on Friday or on religious significant days, a special day of worship in the Islamic faith. No, for us Islam, for us Islam, yes, Friday is an important day. It's an important day. But it is not a holiday for us. But at a time of prayer, it is prohibited for, for the Muslim, the true Muslim, to engage in any mundane activity where he sacrifices the worship of God within the time that prayer is in session. The Holy Quran makes it very, very, very clear that whenever the call to prayer is made on Friday, he said that stop, stop any other worldly activity and hasten to the remembrance of God. So that is a positive injunction. So it's an injunction for us here within that period. In fact, you cannot sacrifice the prayer in order that you go and cast your vote. Um, because for us, it's a law uh, in Islam. Um, but the whole day, it is not considered a holiday in such a way that you cannot engage in any activity because after the prayer, we are permitted to go ahead with our mundane activities. So our challenge is just at the time of our prayer, uh, um, no Muslim, no Muslim will sacrifice the Friday prayer in order to go and cast because it's a, it's a, it is seen as a mundane, mundane activity. Uh -huh. so, so, but I will say so in order that we respect the, the, the days that are held sacred by the different religions uh, so that democracy is about participation and everybody must have the opportunity to be able to cast his vote in a very peaceful and fair environment without feeling intimidated, without feeling isolated, without feeling constrained or restrained by any other, any, any circumstance. Uh -huh. So for us, if we succeed in really getting a compromise day in which nobody's religious practice is compromised or nobody's religious right, you know, is undermined, 
I think that it will go a long way to also continue to unify us as a nation. Because our unity centers around our mutual recognition, solidarity, cooperation, um, mutual respect. And, and, and these are the very, very ingredients that hold us together as a nation. Now, Parliament says it is awaiting legal advice from the Attorney General on the matter. Who was MP and Member of Parliament's Christian Fellowship, Emmanuel Kwesibajura, uh, argues with a membership of 395,000, the concern of the group should not be taken lightly. And brothers from the Seventh-day Adventists, uh, the whole country needs to listen to them, and then the whole country will have to take decisions. Uh, if you look at the numbers that you just called, the 395,000 membership, it, it clearly shows that they have at least or close to about 1% of, of, of Ghana's population. And so it's worth listening to them and also look at the merit in, in what they've said. Having said that, even, um, you know, the date has been set uh, as per our constitution and as per the instrument brought by electoral commission. Uh, our, our, our laws or the constitution in Article 63 says that the election should be held if there's a president and the person is rerunning, be held a month before the handing over. Or it should be held, you know, uh, it should not be held after four months. That is that between October to December, you can hold election so that handing over can be done in, uh, in January. Uh, seven and so the the date for seven January has been cast in stone. is set in our constitution. Now it is the date that we can vary. That is the that's why during the the constitutional review committee they came up with a date that we should have enough time for people for for for, for you know when we are going through our transition there should be enough time for transition period. That's why the constitutional review. Committee came out with the 7th November. Now, the issue is not about the date of election, but the day. If I, if I, if I get you right, it's a day, 30 days of election. Now, if 7th November is also, as, as my, my brothers, 7th Adventists are saying, if 30 days, if the 7th November is also a Saturday, does that mean that we have to shift it to another day? We should look at all these things carefully before we decide. You know, so it, it, both, both, it has both religious tone and also we must also respect the constitution of Ghana. The constitution has not yet been reviewed. Uh, they said they are bringing, bringing an amendment or they, they propose an amendment to the attorney general's department. They are waiting for the, if, if the attorney general will listen to them, bring it to us, then we'll look at it, whether there's a merit in taking the amendment at all. Government's efforts to combat the rising tide of mobile money fraud requesting, requiring users to compulsorily link their SIM cards to their Ghana cards was hailed as a move to curb fraudulent activities that had become a growing concern in the mobile money sector. It was expected that tying each SIM card to a verified identity could thwart fraudulent activities, protect users, and maintain the integrity of transactions. In the following feature, Michael O'Shale reports that the Momo Frosters continue to prey on the unsuspecting public. Mobile money fraud has now become so pervasive. The motive is varied, but the bottom line is to get money from you. These deceptive schemes often commence with a seemingly ordinary text message, characterized by glaring grammatical errors. Spelling errors and poor construction fraudulent messages might just be a deliberate strategy employed by cyber criminals. When you see the bad spelling, it is not as if they can't smell. Dr. Kenneth Ashigbe, the chief executive officer of the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications, suggests that the use of poor grammatical constructions by the fraudsters is just an attempt to circumvent their new artificial intelligence-enabled system. Confirm maybe the R that is there will make it an S. They will change a few of the things in there so that once the AI is crawling it, he sees it, it's not what it is that he's looking for. So, but fortunately for us now, we're beginning to use AIs. So what the AIs do is that once they see all of this, they learn. So they start seeing the spelling mistakes that you want to beat them. Other times, these fosters will call you with promises to lure you to send them money. Hello. 
Anoche was scammed weeks ago. He now knows the plot of these fosters very well. No, they will just call you like normal call and then he will say hello. So he will not even ask your name first. No, he will just say it is me, your auntie, who is in London. And then personally, I don't have any auntie in London. So I just say, who, 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 which of my aunties in London? He said, oh, have you forgotten? Then you mentioned some name. So I just said, no, no, I don't have any auntie in London. So, yeah. As unsuspecting individuals continue to fall victims to various schemes, the tactics employed by these fosters continue to evolve. Someone will just call you and be like, uh, when will I receive the money? Uh, uh, please, I've sent you this money. Can you confirm? And s- several calls of that, several calls. They were asking me, when am I paying my debt? So I with debt and then he says that the debt i was owing him if the way he, the person responded again and spoke with me again i realized eh, it was one of these frosted like i deposit thousand cities into my accounts and the person was calling me i sent your two hundred and fifty thousand cities into my account so they have sent two hundred fifty thousand to your account to my accounts what becomes of the role of the Ghana card and how can users stay safe as far as the threat of cyber fraud is concerned? Team lead at ISOL Africa, Henry Kwabla, has the answers. We have a dedicated call center where some of these fraudulent activities are sort of reported in real time and in the quick time and some level of actions are taking in, in, in that time frame. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Um, having that dedicated, I mean, connection or... or I mean, call center to to give the citizens some level of um, assurance that they could always call. It's the very first process of cleaning the system because they know that it's actually placed out there. There's a lot of education on it that gives people to understand that if you're further, the next number that you're calling is as if you're calling a fire service or otherwise because financial fraud is becoming a bit of challenge. Mobile money is becoming one of the most used transactional points in Ghana. So we should sort of treat it as... Um, a major hurdle. This is not really just to the telecos. There are quite a lot of fraudulent activities that are coming onto um, the banking systems, ATM systems, card systems, and quite a lot of them. And so when we're having dedicated centers, which is dedicated to telecom fraud or mobile money fraud, I think that becomes a bit of, of good ones. Um, number two, I think that some level of publications in terms of the 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 the, the um, the people that are into this fraud could actually also raise some level of alarm because when we're seeing people's faces to this crime and there's some level of effort in arresting them and prosecuting them in, in that fast-track manner, I think that it helps in um, sanitizing the process. are predicting tough times for whoever wins the 2024 elections. It follows a successful restructuring by Ghana's external creditors and a scheduled IMF executive board's meeting on Friday to consider the first review of $3 billion billion rescue loan program. Economist and political risk analyst Dr. Thuy Champon, who made the prediction on PM Express last night, said Ghana's current status will put a lot of pressure on whoever wins the presidential elections in December. In uh, an election that is going to be, in my view, one of the most competitive and closely fought, right? So then the argument now begins, begins, or begins to go into where are the channels or the pockets that we will see some of these savings and some of these quote-unquote spending happening. And one of the things that I think we need to check very, very carefully is through the state-owned enterprises because those off-balance sheet things, believe you me, when we come 2025 uh, um, with 
whatever government that is there and whatever review under the IMF program, you will see a number of state-owned enterprises that have been, you know, caught in, yeah. in, in, in that web. And, and that also then means, that also quickly lastly means that those targets that we have under the IMF program is meant to end 2026. I suspect the program will go into 2027-2028. Okay, and which means that your proposal, your suggestion is we're possibly going to miss our targets and create a, a big, a, a much bigger challenge for whoever wins 2024, for 2025 going forward to manage. Yes, on, on, yeah. on, the, on the expenditure side of, of things. Yeah. You and will see on growth, inflation, those things, the numbers are beginning to moderate. Yeah. But you won't see it improving livelihoods overnight. Okay. But you've got a major, you know, issue coming down where basically you've kicked the can down, down the line. Uh, if uh, government uh, that comes in, we'll have to pick up the men. Professor of Finance at the University of Ghana Business School, Professor Gottfried Bockman, corroborating this position, explained there has always been unexplained expenditures and mismanagement of the economy during election years, adding the IMF program is likely to extend as a result of this. He says there's an urgent need for a sustainable fiscal policy to guide such activities, especially during election years. He also spoke on PM Express. Yeah, I agree totally with Dr. Tua Champon. Um, from last year, when the program was approved and we analyzed it, our conclusion was that this program was designed with the extension in mind. Keep that in mind. But are we meeting our, our first three years targets? Considering election uh, year. There's, there's, a, there's, there's real risk that the 2024 may derail the program uh, outcome and probably to bring it back on track, there's a possibility. Of, of, of an extension. Bear, bear that in mind, yeah. Okay. Uh, you will see the reality of this in the last quarter of this year. The election really is gathering momentum, and I'm sure Honorable will be coming down very soon and all of that, right? But watch the space. The last four months of almost all the competitive election years, nobody manages anything in this country. Ask them. That's The Supreme Court is set to deliver its judgment on the legality relating to celebrities endorsing alcoholic beverages. The Food and Drugs Authority in 2015 banned celebrities from participating in alcoholic beverage advertisements, citing concerns about protecting minors from alcohol-related influences. While the plaintiff, Magdalene Tenosine, contends the guidelines by the FDA unfairly targets the creative arts industry, depriving them of a significant income scream. Judge Quay speaks on behalf of the celebrities and here is what he had to say. Um, the judgment does not win it's gone our way. So um, we're just being hopeful that um, at least they would hear us because this is an industry that doesn't just thrive on the works that we put out there. There's some of these collaborations with corporate institutions, some of these endorsement deals are the things that keep us moving. And you see, it is not like when the money comes into the space, celebrities or artists keep it to themselves. They reinvest it into the industry by employing other people and investing in other initiatives. At the end of the way, at the end of the day, it nears the benefits of Ghana as a country. So we're hopeful and um, we pray that it goes in our favor. It's not like anybody wants to banter with the FDA or fight with them in a way. Everybody wants an amicable solution where it will be a win-win so that everybody can go about their business. Uh, the celebrities are not, because they have kids, they have families. Naturally, they would not want to endorse products that would go and affect their kids negatively. So they are willing to be responsible. And just as things are done and done responsibly, they are also willing to do this and do it responsibly. So we are hopeful for uh, something in our favor, or let me say in their favor. And at the end of the day, we can all sit with the FDA, Jojo, and find a way that even if celebrities endorse alcoholic products, it will still go in a way that children will be protected, or those celebrities will still be taxed to find ways to speak to children against alcoholism. So, yeah. Thank you, sir. We're helpful. My colleague Richard Kwejenyaku was in court for us and joins us with more. Kwejenyaku, what more do we know about this case? Well, so, Aisha, uh, the plaintiff is before the Supreme Court challenging the FDA's position outside the guidelines 
for the advertisement of alcoholic beverages by the As part of the ban was instituted in 2015. According to the FDA, children believe what celebrities put out and anything they are associated with. And so the plaintiff says the stance of the FDA violates constitutional provisions, particularly outlined in Articles 17.1 and 17.2 of the 1992 Constitution. And these articles, the plaintiff says, can guard equality before the law and prohibit discrimination based on social or economic status and occupation, among others. So Mr. Osei, the plaintiff says, so the ban of the FDA be allowed to say it would significantly affect the creative arts industry. And so the plaintiff advised that the FDA's position is unconstitutional and the court should strike them down. And so the court has listened to the submissions of the parties, uh, i.e. Magdalene Kinosef for the plaintiff and the FDA and the Attorney General being the defendant and has set a pretense for the judgment. And so this is what has been happening at the Apex Court. that update from court definitely we are monitoring this case definitely will bring you more as and when we get now as part of efforts to eradicate malaria in ghana government has launched a national malaria elimination strategic plan the plan among other things aims at reducing malaria mortality by 90 percent by 2028 and reducing malaria incidence by 50 percent launching the strategic plan minister for health kukwajiman menu expressed his optimism that Ghana has the capacity to eradicate the disease considering the success of the National Malaria Control Program. My colleague, Kwesi Adai Kwating, has more. The Malaria Elimination Plan is an ambitious strategic plan aimed at achieving zero malaria in Ghana by 2028. The strategy is inspired by the success stories of other African countries like Algeria and Kivet in eliminating malaria. Minister for Health Kwekwajma Menu says the new eradication strategy will replace the current National Malaria Control Program. Malaria has remained a priority disease under the government's policies and initiatives and has traveled several progressive milestones to ensure high coverage of evidence-based interventions to combat malaria through the National Malaria Control Program and now the National Malaria Elimination Program. Program manager for the National Malaria Elimination Program, Dr. Kezia Mam, revealed the specific targets the strategy seeks to achieve. The first goal is to reduce malaria mortality by 90% by 2028. And this goal is to take us to near zero by 2028. So I'm hopeful that by 2028, whoever as will be looking at um, the strategic plan at that time will now be saying that nobody is dying from malaria. We also want to work to make sure that by 2028, the numbers that we are seeing in our health facilities are reduced by 50%. On his part, Director General of the Ghana Health Service, Dr. Patrick Kumabwaje, stressed that the negative socioeconomic impact of malaria makes it imperative for the country to eradicate the disease. The socioeconomic impact of malaria, has been said already, is significant. The disease imposes a heavy economic burden on households, the health system, and the national economy. Malaria-related illnesses and deaths lead to loss, productivity, absenteeism from work and school, increased health care costs, as well as personal costs. This can result in reduced economic growth and development. It is Representing Preston Ekufuado, Presidential Advice on Health, Dr. Anthony Nsiansari, also mentioned government is ready to ensure the full implementation of the new plan. I take this opportunity, therefore, to assure you of government's commitment in providing the political will and the resources to support the deployment and implementation of the various strategies and elim- elimination activities. Eradicating malaria has been a long-term vision of Ghana following its commitment to the Abuja Declaration on rolling back malaria in 2000 and the Millennium Development Goals. The plan, when successfully implemented, will ensure that Ghana becomes malaria-free. 
Management of the Votoriva Authority has extended support to thousands of affected victims of the recent floods that hit communities along the Vota Lake in the Pro East District. The donations, which is the second of its kind, according to the Director of Human Resources at NETCO, Martin Sulemana, is to alleviate the sufferings of the affected population. Anasabit Hasma. The donations, which is the second of its kind, is in line with the recent devastations caused by the rise in the water level of the Volta Lake as a result of weeks of heavy rains. Management of the Volta River Authority, who are extending support to the affected communities in the Pro East Enclave, says the move is to alleviate the sufferings of the flood victims. Martin Suleimana is the Director of Human Resources at the Northern Electricity Distribution Company. Uh, VRA recognizes that as a result of the rise in the water levels of the water uh, lake, some communities have been displaced. Some have lost their homes and other farms and so on. And so livelihood has become a bit a challenge to them. In recognition of that, many men of the Water River Authority has decided to come to their aid by giving some items out to them as part of the Water River Authority's corporate social responsibility. Mr. Martin Suleimana says the move is also to help cover other affected victims who could not benefit from the first batch of donations made in November last year. We were here a few months ago to do a similar presentation, but that was to be given to, it was uh, an appeal made by the uh, member of parliament for the constituency, and we had responded by giving out those donations. But this particular one is also meant for the people who were not covered in the first instance, and we are here to do that so that with the help of the assembly and that more, that's the right people. District Chief Executive of Pro East, Alaji Adams Abdullah, was thankful to the Volta River Authority for the donations, but was quick to appeal to other well-wishers to support the district's quest to relocate the affected communities to a much higher ground to avert future occurrences. Indeed, life cannot be the same as it used to be with my people who have been affected by this flooding. It's very clear. So for the VRA to come to our aid in this regard, I think it's more than a welcoming news to see the list. So we, we are grateful to what they have done. So this will go a long way to sort of uh, mitigate the suffering of my people who are indeed affected, yes. But we are also um, appealing to the well-wishers we are looking at us at this time to also come to our age with this uh, roofing materials because we are going to respect these people. Deputy District Director of the... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. National Disaster Management Organization, Mavis Ayure, says the affected communities are willing to relocate but have no suitable place to go to. She therefore appealed for more aid to help provide relief to the people. What our companies, individuals, and NGOs that should know that people are suffering. And if they are able to help, it will go a long way. Their money, whatever they will support, it will not go in vain. They should help the people. They are in need. They should help. The items provided includes 300 bags of rice, 60 bags of sugar, 120 packs of mackerel, 180 liters of oil, amongst others. Anna Sabit, Joy News, Yeji. We're still live on Joy News uh, today. We're coming to you from our studios in Kokumlimli. Let's take a break. When we return, we have all you need to know in business. <laughs>
Daddy? Daddy? <sighs> this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow! It has a working tortoise on it. Mm-hmm. That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. Well, it falls down into spoilers. That's not true. But why? Hey! <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough? Across Africa, a new era has begun. Shifting our focus to a new horizon connecting us with one purpose to create and share opportunities to grow today we are making a brighter tomorrow built by our dreams and our energy across our continent across the world we are creating a better way to a better future a pan-african future together ecobank a better way a better africa Hi, good afternoon. Welcome to Business. My name is Daryl Kwao. The Ghana Interbank Payment and Settlement System Limited, GIPS, has announced a partnership with Visa. The partnership will have GIPS process domestic transactions nominated in Ghana cities with Visa cards issued in Ghana. Speaking at the signing ceremony in Accra, the CEO of GIPS, Achihesi, admonished customers to capitalize on the opportunities this collaboration provides by reducing the cost of engaging in international business. Among partners was signed in a crowd today as GIPS, Ghana's national payment systems infrastructure provider, announced a collaboration with Visa, the global digital payment giant. Speaking on the sidelines of the signing ceremony, the CEO of GIPS, Archie Hester, says this will reduce the cost of international transaction. The cost will definitely go down because we, Visa will not need to pay Forex for the transactions don't forget that when you transact locally using visa and mastercard you don't use forex to pay for them your bank charges you in what cities now if your bank should pay visa for that service they pay them using forex but this time the visa will be paying us for that service and we are a Ghanaian entity we would ensure that the cost of the services are at the lowest uh, uh, are priced appropriately uh, as possible. As you rightly know, you can judge from the prices that we charge for our, our, our the services that we offer the industry. This is Vice President and Head of West African Cluster, Andrew Waboy, expressed enthusiasm about the partnership's potential to empower local commerce and drive financial inclusion within Ghana. You know, Visa has... And we have well over 6 billion cards across the world. And we've built capabilities in over 200 markets. And we all have relatives that live in different parts of the world that want to send money either to us or even to our other family members in more remote parts of our, of our countries. What this partnership can do or what Visa can do leveraging this, the partnership and the technology that we have is that funds can be pushed from anywhere in the world into a Visa card. And now once those funds get into those visa cards, those cards can, that, that fund can now be used either domestically or it can be used as cross This collaboration between GIPS and Visa holds immense promise for streamlining domestic financial transactions within Ghana, paving the way for a more vibrant and inclusive economy. Now, in other news, the Bank of Ghana will embark upon a sizable monetary cycle. 
cutting the policy rate by a cumulative 100, uh, 800 basis points to 22% by the end of the year. That's forecast by Fifth Solutions. This success follows a substantial moderation of headline inflation. Here's more. Since 2021, the Bank of Ghana has hiked the benchmark policy rate by 1,150 basis points to 30%, thus as restricted access to corporate credit. But with inflation easing substantially, the central bank is expected to embark upon policy easing. However, Fitch Solutions said it usually takes about 12 months for interest rate adjustment to affect the real economy due to the lag in monetary transmission mechanisms. As such, the UK-based firm believes that the Bank of Ghana's dovish monetary policy stance is unlikely to result in a sharp increase in real loan growth, which has remained in contractionary territory over January to August last year. Meanwhile, the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana would hold at 116 regular meetings from Tuesday, January 23 to Friday, January 26 to review development in the economy. All right, and that's it for business. The news continues after the break. I mean, the challenges in the school, uh, which I'm sure a lot of the a lot of us that went to boarding school around the time, horrible food. We had water problems. We had sewage problems. We we're being bullied when we're in form one, form two. The bullying was very hard at the time. Sometimes we have to hide in the classroom after prep because you don't want to come to the dormitory because the seniors were wild. I mean, at the time. <laughs> but you certainly didn't escape the bullying. Of course I didn't. I mean, I was both bullied. The time that we were in school, we had proper men in school. It's not now that everybody's, <laughs> everybody's young and they are boys. We had men. I remember I could put my eyes into some seniors that were fathers. <laughs> and they were in the school. And the Pokemon school is quite big as well. Yeah. And... You will be sent from your dormitory to a, some, a master's house about several kilometers away just to go and buy food for a senior who feels around 10 o'clock in the night he's hungry. Goodness. So you dance, sorry? No more. A breaker machine crashing tons of cocoa pots within minutes. This could have taken hours and potentially days to finish if it was done manually. The innovative cocoa pot breaker machine was created by Daniel Chumisi and Elizabeth Amwa, who were both trained at the Design and Technology Institute. Both Daniel and Elizabeth hail from cocoa farming communities and understand the challenges with manual crushing of cocoa pots. Coming from the cocoa farming community, I remember sometimes um, when our wards harvest their cocoa pots, they need to go from house to house to go and ask other farmers for helping hands. And sometimes when we get to the farm and the pots are too much, um, a way to motivate the farmers to be able to break a lot of pots is to uh, motivate them with stuff like sardine. So they place the sardine on top of the cuckoo pot so that it will ginger the farmers to break a lot of pot. On the Joy Business Farm this Wednesday on TV, radio, online and on the ground. The Joy Business Farm brought to you by Ecobank, the Pan-African Bank and MTN. What are we doing today?
Making headlines, a massive explosion in the Nigerian city of Ibadan has killed two people and injured 77 others overnight. Rescue and recovery efforts are ongoing in seven suburbs of Nigeria's third most popular city. The cause of the blast is still unclear, but the authorities suspect that it may have been triggered by mining explosives stored in a house. Photos show buildings reduced to near rubble and vehicles destroyed by shells. Dramatic videos have been shared on social media with one witness describing a mall being destroyed. Police promised a swift inquiry into the explosion. The Statesville Governor, Say Makende, indicated that preliminary investigations by security agencies revealed that illegal miners occupying one of the houses in the area has stored explosive devices there which caused the blast. That's it for World News Up Net Esports. To sports on JN today with me, Haruna Mubarak. Now, the Ghana Football Association remains confident in the Black Stars' quest to lift the, the Africa Cup of Nations trophy despite the setback in their opening match. Ghana lost 2 1 to Kivet and currently sits bottom of Group B. Speaking on PM Express, the communications director of the FA, Henry Asante Chum, explains why the squad still has the potential to end Ghana's trophy drought. In first matches and going all the way in competitions, it has happened before, you know. Um, even in 2005, the last time we got to the final of the AFCON, we lost our first game, yet we were able to make it to the final after beating Algeria in our second game. We beat South Africa, we beat the hosts, um, Equatorial Guinea, um, in the semi-finals 3-0, and then we made it to the final. Unfortunately, we lost to Ivicos. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. The senior players in the team who have that experience have been sharing it with um, some of the new players. Um, remember, Jordan was in that team. Richard yeah. Ofori was in that team. Andre Ayu was in that team. And so they've got loads of experience. And anytime there is an opportunity, Daniel Amate as well. So anytime there is an opportunity, they try to share that story with, with the young lads who you know, are new to the team and haven't had that experience before. So we are okay. Um, yes, it is a worry that we didn't play well. It is a worry that our performance was not up to um, the standard of Ghana. Um, the team chemistry, cohesion, the telepathy, the stamina level have all been questioned. But these are things that are already known to the technical team and I am sure that uh, between now and, when, and and Thursday when we go for our next game against Egypt, Egypt, they will work on all the floors in order to give us a good result. 
Another nation that started on a disappointing note is Nigeria. The Super Eagles were held to a 1-1 draw by Equatorial Guinea in their opener. They face Ivory Coast in a must-win game tomorrow, seeking to end an 11-year trophy drought. Now, Nigerian legend John Obi Mikel expresses optimism about the team's chances. I did. I did. I did. It was good. It was good. Like I said, uh, people would complain about the first game. We also, when we won in the 2013, our first game wasn't good. We were we weren't, we weren't great. We, weren't, we didn't play our best football. We were shit. But then you go back to the table, you go back to the drawing board, you look at what you've done wrong, what you can improve. And then you learn from that and you get better. And the next game you come out and you perform better. So I hope that's what it's going to be. So I hope this, this team come out in the next game and perform better and then take it from there, step by step. Because that's what we did. We got better step by step. And then, yeah, so I hope uh, that's what's going to happen. AFCON-wise, you're watching the tournament. Anything you want to talk about in particular as improvements in the football in the infrastructure what have you noticed that you like is going to be good always yeah. has to improve. always has to improve. we are the biggest country we are one of the biggest continents in the world we are one of the biggest continents in the world we have to we have to improve we have to get better we have to improve we have to get better we have to make sure our football our sports is much much better because trust me the Europeans are watching us they are looking at us when uh, when is African country when is African continent gonna get better they know we have the money but when can we do it? We need the people. We need the new generation. I'm not talking about the old generation. I'm not saying they've done bad, but we need the new generation to make sure we deliver these promises. Get the pitches better, get the dressing room better, get whatever is better, basketball, whatever it is, volleyball. We need to make sure we get it better. There will be more analysis on everything Afghan at 1 p.m. on this channel. My name is Harun Wadak, and that's how we end the sports segment. Love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting one hundred dollars back and one hundred percent accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.